to the Silver String Data Protection Show. Um, I'm here, Thomas Cowley, here today with Alistair McKenzie, our CEO, um, and uh, we're going to just spend some time thinking about a subject which uh, has plagued us for years, which is um, the challenges around tape, and I think this is probably best described as tape is dead, long live tape. Um, and really, it's something which we've seen again and again being announced, the death of tape, and it still hasn't happened, and it seems to be growing just as strongly as before, and it seems to be um, in a position in the market which is not unassailable, because it's changing, because that's the nature of IT, um, but it does seem to be very much centre stage in some situations. So the way we wanted to frame this debate is just to come at it, and um, I was going to take the position of being anti-tape, and Alistair is uh, going to take the position of... Uh, being pro-tape, because uh, I think there are people who speak from both areas in the marketplace, and uh, uh, both both areas have you know, very strong points. Um, and also, I was old enough to remember when tape was invented, Thomas, so hey, don't forget that. That's, uh, that's a strong point to make there, and I think it's very, very useful in terms of taking the pro-tape uh, argument, because um, it is a format that's been around an awful long time. Um, and you know, I would argue from the, the pro-disc and pro-other options that tape is dead because it's lots of cartridges flying around, lots of manual handling, all the media you've got to keep on buying. It doesn't dedupe for backup, it doesn't compress, so you wind up with more expensive licensing, which is what we see a lot of in our customers. So you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's dying in favour of disc because with disk you can take very regular snapshots, you can dedupe and compress on the fly, you can restore really easily and quickly from uh, multiple uh, VMs and multiple points in time. So, uh, Alistair, how do you think tape can face down these threats? Well, as you say, Thomas, I think there are a lot of threats to tape, but like in everything in life, it's all about having the right tool for the right job. And the job at hand that we're seeing is the the requirement to store ever-increasing amounts of data uh, and most importantly store that data in a very cost-effective way and for my mind you know tape is still the most economical format uh, assuming that you don't want to get necessarily your data back instantaneously. I think it's that instantaneous recover which has really driven uh, the adoption of disk because where we've gone from physical machines to virtual machines, people want something which is super flexible. They want to be able to bring back files at any point in time. They want to bring back virtual machines. And all of this can be executed you know, quite often with some of the software we're seeing in seconds. And tape just can't do that. It cannot provide that. So for day-to-day -day use, I think you know, disk with flash for super high uh, speed indexing and recovery of stuff, it's unassailable. Um, and that really is the day-to-day -day situation we see, I think, in business. So, you know, in business, I think tape is going to die a death because you're in that situation where you've got to handle those tapes. They've got to go to off, off to Iron Mountain and other places. They've got to be left in a box outside of your business, recovered by someone with a van and taken away. So if you're pro-tape, where, where do you see it existing in the future? Well, I think you made the right definition of... Um if you think of secondary storage as a filing system, then a backup is just one of the use cases of within secondary storage. Um, Long-term retention of data, some would call that archive, 
is another use case. And at the moment, whilst the economic price point of disk and flash is far higher than tape, uh, and as long as you don't need to get your data back you know, within seconds, then tape is still a better format economic from an economic standpoint. And this idea of, I think, there's been a lot more commercial entities, if you like, vendors who don't manufacture tape. You know, disc is much more prevalent. Everyone's got a disc solution. So the lobbying campaign by the disc companies, and we talk about the evil machine company as one example, they've been trying to kill off tape, you know, for the last 20 years uh, because they don't have a tape solution. And they tried very hard. They spent, you know, a couple of billion dollars buying data domain in a view to kill it off by bringing out a virtual tape. They even tried to imitate it and they still couldn't kill off tape. So the lobbying, the lobbying by the disc vendors has tried its hardest to get rid of tape. And the voice from the tape manufacturers has not been as powerful. Yet I always, in these situations, turn to my learned friends over in Germany. I always think they are... They never buy anything without first thinking about it. And the preponderance of tape over in German market for secondary storage is incredibly high. They love their tape. How and those Germans aren't very wrong very often. No, how, how do they use it when they're, uh, when they're using it for secondary storage? What kind of data goes onto it? Because um, I think we're looking at a kind of... Because of the number of different formats of data that we encounter these days, disk will always win out for some of them. Where, where is it the Germans are using tape so heavily for, for I guess, what we might term archiving, as you've already dis- sort of described it as? Yeah, well, as we know, I mean, with GDPR coming in recently and just one of many regulatory uh, laws been passed, compliance, you know, secondary storage really now is, is not just about instantaneous recovery. It's about long-term com- keeping data to uh, regulatory laws. And if you're if you want to keep that that data, then as long as, as long as you can keep it reliable, reliably and encrypted, then which tape can do, then why not put it on tape? Why do you have to put it on disk? Uh, and if you need to keep a lot of it, which with compliance you do, you know, for example, if you're a um, construction company and you need to keep files dating back for the lifetime of a building, which could be 30, 40, 50 years, or nuclear power station, that's a lot of data to keep for a long period of time. And increasingly, some of those files would be large files. It could be images. So some of the use cases, you know, could be large drawings. It could be uh, oil and gas industry, um, seismic forecasting, that that type of thing. Anything that's creating large amounts of data with lots and lots of, you know, um, sizable files. That actually can be streamed from tape very, very quickly. You don't necessarily need to put that on disk. And uh, I think the other thing we've got to bear in mind is you've got um, media files as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting you look at kind of who watches what on TV. There's going to be a far higher demand for, um, uh, for example, the latest edition of Top Gear or on Amazon. Well, what's the show that they're doing with Clarkson, Hammond and May? Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, neither uh, of us can remember. Top, the- Gear, Top Gear versus t- version <laughs> two. <laughs> The grand, the grand, the grand tour, tour, the grand tour. Oh, we got there. God, what a terrible pair of culture vultures we are. Um, so uh, yeah, if you've got a really old, uh, old episode of Top Gear, people aren't going to come to that. So that's the kind of thing you might put on tape because when someone does want to come to it, actually you can stream that back. But people don't want it the whole time. Whereas, for instance, on Amazon's uh, 
um, Grand Tour, people are watching that all the time, so it's on demand absolutely constantly. That's going to be on disc or even flash to make it sure it's served up very, very quickly and to however many people want to see it. Um, but I think we're going off topic slightly here. Yeah, I think the other perception that, that people think that managing tapes uh, is an administrative burden. And I think that definitely used to be the case. You know, the old days of the every server had a DAT tape, for example, that had to be collected in the, on a shopping trolley every morning and taken off site. You know, clearly the, that perception has lingered as to how tape is used today in the corporate data center, which clearly is, is riven with you know, manual labor costs, uh, as well as obviously security risk of having tapes been carried, carried around in, 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 on, a, on a shopping trolley and then given to a third party for storage. Um, but realistically today, that's not how tape is used. You know, Tape is often used in large tape libraries. Uh, often the tapes don't ever leave the tape library. No. So you don't have, you know, there's no more security risk than, than with disk. And I think that's particularly key in the cloud because if you're dealing with cloud-based storage, and this is something we haven't talked about so far, um, so for your older data, for instance, you might be putting that out via an S3 connect connector into Amazon Glacier, for instance. Mm -hmm. And although you know you don't see the tapes in that situation, you know that somewhere in an Amazon data center, somewhere in the world, there is a very large tape library with a massive robotic arm flying Absolutely. backwards and forwards, yeah. moving those tapes around with zero human intervention. And I think you know, there is a massive trend for data growth, which everyone's aware of, and that is driven by consumers. And a lot of the stuff that we're putting in the cloud these days, I think is probably being invisibly sucked into tape, and we don't even know it, because we don't need to know it. So, so Thomas, you seem to be siding with me. Oh. Far, far from um, predicting the demise of tape, I, I'm actually going to make an even bolder prediction, which will be that uh, tape will actually grow in 2019 and 2020. That is a bold statement to make. Well, I'm, but I'm confident. I, th I think with growth of cloud and the number of photos that we keep on taking of our dogs and cats, that could well be the thing that makes sure tape is kept on that resuscitator and you know kept breathing, kept living, and actually growing, which is really a crazy thing to think about in you know what will be nearly 2020. It's long, going long to live grow. tape. Yeah. Uh, but I think the flip side to that is that we are probably in the uh, enterprise space going to see less of tape. Why is uh, that? Well, I've got to support my disk-based argument, haven't I? And the reason I'm going to strongly support that is that in the enterprise space, it doesn't matter what you do, those tapes will have to leave the building and go to cold storage so that you've got that security of off-siting. And that does mean manual handling. That does mean a guy with a trolley collecting the tapes, even if they're out of a tape library, taking them to the back door and putting them in a truck. Now, I think the reason tape's going to disappear from the enterprise space is that um, we can just put stuff to the cloud instead. So rather than killing off tape, we're going to have tape that we never see. And that, I think, is the best sort of tape. Mm -hmm. Because tape that you don't see, you never have to handle, you never have to drop in the puddle at the back door when handing it to the guy in the van. And I think probably disk is going to continue to grow in businesses. And we're seeing it time and time again. Dejuke, compress, on disk, absolutely fantastic. But the thing that we're certainly doing with our customers is moving them out to cloud replicas. Those cloud replicas, it, we don't care what they're on, actually. What we're interested in is the speed in which we can get it back. And provided you've got a good quality tape service with those high-speed robots shooting up and down the halls somewhere in a data center, that is going to be the tape that we don't see whilst it silently grows in significance and uh, many cartridges in the cloud. So disk growing in enterprise, tape growing in cloud.
Well, I don't, I don't think necessarily we'll lose tape in the enterprise either. And, and I disagree with some of your arguments about, you know, you have to have tapes coming out of tape libraries and, and, and carted off site. There's no reason why you can't have a tape library replicating to another tape library or a tape library replicating out to, you know, object storage in the cloud, for example. So, you know, you, you're not exposed on the risk factor there. Um, I think the bigger issue, though, with the corporate data center is those corporate data centers ideally are reducing, you know, as people yeah. move more and more workload to the cloud. So by definition, the applications that would have used tape on-premise have been replaced by applications that are now formed in the cloud, and they're using alternative means, you know, snapshot backups, things like that, which are typically disk. But as, we've, as, as, we, as we've already said, on the cloud, there is uh, a tier of you know, whether you call it Amazon Glacier or the newer version that's come out, that's, you know, a tenth of the price of that again. What is that under the covers? And, and more often than not, we're hearing it's probably tape. Yeah, but again, coming back to the disk argument, yeah. in the enterprise space where you are dealing with infrastructure that exists in relatively small data centers, even though they're owned by the enterprise in, in terms of, you know, versus the Azure and the AWS, they're relatively small. You still can't get away from the fact that you might need to get it out of the building, you've got to get it to cold storage, and you're dealing with all the manual handling. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, although we're going to have the tape you can't see, which is in the cloud, the tape you can see, unless you are an academic organization or a research organization who's got enough data to justify having that tape library in the building because you've got stuff that can't need you, can't compress. Mm -hmm. So, you know, survey data, for instance, that's a really key bit of data that you just cannot comp compress, you cannot dedupe. Um, I think that, yeah, we're, we're going to see further growth of disk in the business space, but in the cloud space, which is also obviously business space, I think that's where tape's going to grow. So to sum that up, you've got this competing economic battle of Tape has got this incredible roadmap of um, being able to get more and more data on a square millimetre of tape space, which means that now you can get tape media that can store 30 terabytes, potentially 60 terabytes, on a single tape, piece of tape media. On the other battle, you've got disk, which is buttressing up against challenges such as you know not being able to store as many bits and bytes on a, on a disk shelf, on a spindle, um, but also... From a software point of view, they're combating that problem by implementing you know, data reduction technologies like dedupe and compression. So, so your 30 I guess terabytes it, of tape becomes, oh, 10 terabytes on disk. So it's a lot of competing economics. And I think what we've talked about here is very illustrative of the tape and disk market at the moment. We've both got very strong arguments, and I think we'll go to and fro. But the thing that really makes this... Uh, and to kind of try and summarise this before we get into a punch-up over tape and disk, um, is that data protection in the enterprise probably likely to continue to slide to disk for day-to-day -day data protection. Data protection and archiving to cloud and off-site copies, tape's going to absolutely monster it. Mm -hmm. So I think we've got, you know... So we both win. Yeah, we both win. Yeah. Six of one. That's a fair fight. Quite literally half a dozen to the other. So there we are. An absolutely conclusive discussion there on tape is dead, long live tape. Um, 
And I think that you know, if, if this has made you think a little bit about your use of tape in the business, whereabouts it fits, whether you need to continue doing archiving, and also what the effect of GDPR is on your organisation, whether you should be doing archiving and you should be putting stuff on tape, and whether that does make sense for your business, do give us a call because we've got a lot of experience dealing with these sorts of use cases and these sorts of examples. And, uh, yeah, we can come and have an argument on your, uh, on your site as well over tape versus disc. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been the Silver String uh, Data Protection Podcast. We'll look forward to speaking to you again soon.